hello. Welcome to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast that takes on current cultural and social issues through a clinical lens. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we appreciate your time. Uh, those of you who are brand new, please like, subscribe, follow, do all of those things. Uh, I have been out, uh, as you know, the, the last week, I think I did one podcast. This week, it's likely to be two. And uh, I know I was going to try to get back to three this week, uh, but here I am. I am now. It's Monday afternoon. I've been working all day and I'm going to record today's uh, release it on Wednesday. If I can squeeze out a third, I will do that because, you know, you all are very important to me. And uh, the if I'm being completely transparent I don't make money on this thing. So this is this is my gift to you. I, I want you to benefit from having uh, the uh, opportunity to think some things through, maybe see things a little bit differently and use these social science concepts and uh, theories and application tools and techniques that I have spent a lot of time and energy building to benefit you. Um, uh, I know that some of you listen and you listen because it charges you up in a, in a way that, you know, you're like, oh, this guy's an idiot or, oh, this guy's a genius or whatever you might say. Um, but if you, if you like the content, it, it's getting crucially important to me that people like subscribe, follow and all that kind of stuff, because I, I have these days when I, I spent a week being sick. And I started going, what am I doing with my time? What am I doing with my energy? And I looked at the time and energy that I put into this. And I just got to tell you, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot, folks. So the you know you you are more than welcome to uh, listen. Of course, I love that. Uh, but your participation matters just as much. You can go to my website. You can donate if you would like. Uh, there's a lot of different avenues there. That being said, I have no expectation that you're going to do any of those things. I'm just try trying to provide good insight into the world around us so that you can make better decisions. And today, I am going to talk about diversity. We hear this stuff thrown around all the time. It is, you know, in my college experience, it was massive. In my high school experience, in your high school experience, in your college experience, you probably heard diversity, diversity, diversity. And all these college campuses and all these businesses have these diversity quotas and, and all this stuff. I'm not here to bash anyone in particular. I'm here to provide a social science perspective on diversity. And so please uh, do your research. Don't let me do all of your work for you. That being said, I'm going to give you good information. And this is important information. So my, my hypothesis going into this was, we hear a lot about diversity. How much does diversity actually matter when it comes to building a culture? And it matters a lot. I want to be really abundantly clear, but not in the ways that you think, not in the ways that you think. Okay. Uh, there, we're going to take a look at the pros and cons to having a, a diverse 
population, diverse in in religious perspective, diverse in ethnic perspective, diverse in any way you can imagine. Diversity has both pros and cons. When we talk about the United States being a great melting pot, what the heck does that mean? See, you, you were told and you were taught that the, the, the United States is a place where if you were Irish, you could succeed. If you were Italian, you could succeed. If you were African, you could succeed. If, you, if you're Australian, you can succeed. If you're uh, European, you can succeed. Kind of. Kind of not. And there's a reason for it. What spawned this idea in my mind? I was, I don't know, I was listening or reading something about uh, the, uh, the ethnic cleansing that goes on in cultures. Like right now we're seeing this, this concept of ethnic cleansing with the Jews and the Palestinians. And I got to thinking about diversity in that sense. So let me, let me start with a punchline here. I know we're a couple minutes in, but I'm going to start here with a punch punchline. Excuse me. The law of diminished return applies to diversity. There's your punchline. There is a tipping point at which diversity becomes not just not beneficial, but detrimental now, this isn't a, you know, white supremacist, Black Lives Matter, like whatever crap you might be thinking. From a social science perspective, we have the typical arc. The, you know, at the beginning, it's good, good, good. It pushes certain things, and I'll get into some of the pros. And then it has this tipping point where it goes down the other side, and it becomes a detriment, a problem within a culture. So I'll go over those two. So I gave you the punchline. Let me give you some background. I did a bunch of research for this one so that you don't have to start from scratch. I'll give you, I'm going to give you four articles uh, by title that will be helpful. And I should have written down authors' names. They should be easy to find. They were not difficult for me to find. Uh, you know, go to EBSCO, go to, I don't know, whatever else you go to to search these things up, but one of them is called melting pot or tribe question mark country level, ethnic diversity and its effects on subsidiaries. So it's a business aspect. It's talking about the capitalistic viewpoint, ethnic number two, ethnic diversity and economic performance. So that's where we get that bell curve thing going on. And number three is social norms, social cohesion and corporate governance. Does it, create it does does diversity create uh, a better um, uh, functionality within a corporate entity so you're talking like a fortune 500 company or does it does it help that uh number four why do ethnic groups rebel so here's the deal if we look at this from a psychological standpoint we all have a need to belong so there is clearly an important factor that goes into that when it comes to ethnicity or diversity. We need to belong. At the beginnings of cultural, uh, let's see, development when it comes to a melting pot, the idea of creating diversity, in the beginning, there's a lot of curiosity. There's a lot of acceptance as it is 
while we get to know each other. So we see that oftentimes in cultures. And then as we get to know one another, we start to learn some things. One of the things that we learn is y'all aren't very much different than whoever we all are. So no matter what label you put on it, we're mostly the same and we want similar things, which means we then are in competition for the things that we want. So at the beginning, it was good. Now it's becoming, ooh, I don't know. As long as I can still get what I want or what I need, then it's fine. But what happens as soon as I am not getting what I want or what I need from the culture because there's so much competition? Now, all of a sudden, it creates these cracks and crevices for evil to get in. Things like the risks. The risks like hatred, violence, and terrorism. They can all creep in. Why? Because there's already this competition for who knows best, who is better, how is it going to be highest function? And so inclusion starts to go down. You can see that tipping side. What are the rewards? The rewards are obvious, right? The rewards are we can increase hope. Initially, that happens. We can increase effort. Why? Because we are, there's an intrigue. There's a, an emotional, psychological high from, wow, something new, something shiny. We all get that same as technology, right? It's like no different. You get a new phone. It's like, woo, and you can spend hours getting to know your new phone. And so it goes. You get an increase in inclusion because there's, there's, we're breaking down those barriers. You get less blind spots. Those are good things. We don't want blind spots. And when we have some that are based on family history or or ethnicity, right? Some ethnic groups can, on, on average, jump higher, run faster, and so on and so on. So there's, there's definitely differences, but there's more similarities. And the downfalls, the risks, become those social differences that we fight about because of competition. Oh, my religion is better than your religion. My way of doing things is better than your way of doing things. And so on and so on. And so for those of you here in the United States, we don't spend a lot of time thinking about it because we've been told we are this great, this great melting pot where everybody can succeed. I found something I want to show you that talks about how naive we are here in the United States at times. This is, uh, whether you like him or hate him, this is Elon Musk many years ago now. And he's talking specifically about the melting pot. And I want you to listen. And then uh, then we'll have a super brief, uh, you know, like capture of what, what this was all about. So have a listen. And uh, the United States is also a, a great melting pot of different cultures and, and ideas and thoughts and 
Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a country which tends to encourage success, uh, where you, you, you sort of see someone that did extremely well, and generally the reaction in the United States is good for that, that person. Um, in most countries, it may shock people in the United States, in most countries, that's not the reaction. Um, people tend to think, oh, that person did, did well because they, they screwed somebody else. Um, or they try to rise beyond their station. That, that was really inappropriate of them to be so nouveau riche, uh, to use a French word. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and so that, you know, and, and Australia, for example, which is arguably similar uh, to the United States uh, in a lot of ways, but they, ha they tend to not, they tend to try to knock down people that have, have risen, risen too high. They call it the tall poppy syndrome. Um, you know, tall poppies get chopped. Uh, so I think that's really a good thing about the United States. Okay, folks. Uh, that was Elon Musk talking about the melting pot in the United States. And it wonderfully summarized some blind spots that we have. At the end of the day, in the United States, we have looked at the people who have succeeded and been genuinely excited for them historically. And now, with things like critical race theory, these hate-filled concepts of others shouldn't have so much, what we're seeing is what Elon talked about. Now, that video, I don't know, I think it was put out on YouTube like five years ago, six years ago, something like that. Maybe longer, I don't know. But you got to understand something here. If we attempt to blend different cultures, which is what we have done here in the United States, There will eventually, and there is now becoming, a group of people who will hate the success that you fill in the blank. I don't care what your race, your ethnicity, what your color, what your uh, you know your family heritage is. There, there will be a group that decides you are not, in fact, worthy of the position you have achieved. They will blame you for being male or female or black or white or tall or short or whatever. And it's simply because they don't have what you have and they want it. So what can we do about this melting pot situation? Look, today, I don't have any answers specifically for you. What I can tell you is we have to first, before we can solve this problem, we have to acknowledge that there is a diminished return on diversity. And anybody who tells you otherwise is straight up lying to you. Anybody who tells you we can get to the right diversity by making sure that the college uh, admissions uh, are, are perfect statistically, 
that this community is made up of this many of this and this many of this and this many of this and so on. And we check every single box. You won't make it. It won't work. It won't work. We have to acknowledge that this is a real problem and that it is a source from which evil can creep in through the cracks and crevices, through the fears. And we got to do better. And how that, how are we going to do that? I'll tell you one thing that I'm, gonna, I'm taking away from all this research. There is no room at all for hating a people of any kind just because they are different than you. No room for that. The hatred has to go which fits psychologically because where love exists, we see amazing things happen. And where hate exists, we see amazing atrocities happen. So do what you want with that, folks. Um, from my vantage point, uh, we've got a long ways to go in this particular subject. And you just, uh, my my. My thing for today was making sure you understood that diversity has limitations also. Not everything can go. It's an impossibility because that's where evil will just take over. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope this was helpful and I hope you have a wonderful day. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. We appreciate our audience a lot. So we give you some simple ways to track us down. Please like, subscribe, and follow all the podcasts on different platforms. But you can also email us at healthyperspectives at protonmail.com. Or you can check out our website at healthy-perspectives.com slash podcast. It's a backward slash. So if you want to go to our landing page, if you go to healthy perspectives.com. You'll still find us. You just got to click on the podcast button. Thank you so much.